Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Monocycle, recorded between a bathroom inside a hotel room in Paris and not a bathroom inside a hotel room in Paris. This week's episode is actually a conversation that I had with Drew Barrymore in December, right after I got back from this very same hotel in Paris, and is a longer form version of an episode of The Chat Room that you could find on the website at an earlier date, but I'm not a human hyperlinker, so I can't tell you exactly when, and you can't click on my voice. I would tell you more about the episode, but I am both tired and slightly inebriated. So all I can say is that a good conversation was had and I wanted to turn it into an episode of Monocycle because I wanted you to hear some of it and tell me if it resonates. I got nothing else to say other than that my bracelet is very jingly and that I love you. And also, one more thing, leggings are pants. Amen. Enjoy. Good night. Bye-bye. That's a good outfit. That, By the way, I like this whole same pattern, different texture. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Who makes that? Adam Lippis. That's beautiful. I'm going to harangue him it's a li- later. It's, an, it's a Lippis original. It's, it is a Lippis <laughs> original. My skirt button just popped. It's the holidays. By the way, I literally uh, just got on the scale and I've gained five pounds. Good for you. Day. Congratulations. Thank you. I was so proud because I just did this show, funny enough, um, called Santa Clarita Diet, and I lose 20 pounds over the course of the show. So I went from 144 stress and unhappiness Uh um and i like shed the skin of a snake just like she does in the show and it was so like inspiring and i got down to 124 and i was so excited and the last time i got on the scale it was back to 129 like 0.8 so the holidays overall like you're netting out positive well also i've always had an extra five pounds so like when people are like oh the holidays i'm like i always carry around like a little tire well, so why so don't, don't we just notice. not call them extra why don't we just say that it's that's what they are tubular <laughs> <laughs> what were you stressed about why are you stressed oh my god well because my whole life fell apart so like literally i just hit rock bottom it was really hard and so i just ate my way through the depression, trying to manage it. And then, yeah, it was just a hard process. And I was healing through like food. And then I was ready to sort of let it go in every way, which is funny because you just said I'm a type of let it go. You sense that about me. Even though I don't know you. I was, I just feel like a spirit. I was like, I can't carry this with me anymore. And the stress, and I was just really doing me in. So I weirdly got this job. I told the producer, I was like, I have an idea to like, kind of, you know, go through an evolutionary thing where like, you know, at first she's sort of like heavier and carries her body different. And like by the end, she's erect and attitudinally completely changed. And so episode by episode in real time, I did that. And it was really helpful to my personal life because I lost 20 pounds. I well, and it. you sought it out, which is you were ready. I, I was ready. Yeah. And this to me seemed like the perfect vessel. And also once I committed, that also helps because then you're like, oh, I, I made the plan. I yeah. committed. So now I got to do it and there's no excuses. The conversations about stress are so frustrating to me because everyone is always like, you just need to take it easy and relax. Really? Where? Matter. When? Yeah. I'm like, how do you do? But what do I do? Tell me what to do yeah. because that's not stopping 
all of this from feeling like acid in my body yeah. all the time. Ice cream sundaes, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Feeling it burn in my esophagus. Yeah. Feeling it yeah. right here. Zantac can't help you. <laughs> I so, know. So what do you do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I was, you know what I said to you before? I'll say it again. You change your life. Yeah. I had to seriously change my life. But like, what does that process even look like? It's different. It's a case by For case everyone. basis. I went through some really big changes and they were really hard and really scary. But when you realize that they need to be made or you're going to continue down a, an unhealthy road, literally, spiritually, physically, everything. Yeah. Um, I think to cut out stress takes a lot of sacrifices too and a lot of scary big big ticket item changes. I don't think it's like get an extra hour of sleep or like an extra workout. I think that will help. Mm -hmm. But I think it's literally like cutting out the disease. Yeah. I had this weird thought on last Sunday night. I was flying to Paris and I was leaving my husband and I was going to stay at the Ritz. And if you had told me this was going to be my life 10 years ago, I would have laughed in your face and been like, that is a dream. Like, right. why would I deserve such a blessing? Oh. And all I could think as I was getting ready to go to the airport and weeping my ass off is that I wanted to be doing nothing so much as I did like bathing a newborn baby inside a bathtub. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I think that like that, that indicates some sort of life change that needs to happen. Well, first of all, congratulations because you earned your dream. So that's really <laughs> amazing. And then it's, it's, it's understandable because I think everybody gets complacent or loses sight of the dream. And it, the reality is a job mm -hmm. and a commitment and something you've, like I said, said you would do. So now you have to go do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is all such blessings, but like whatever discontent or stress or anything, it gets on the plane with you and travels to Paris. It does. It came. So, yeah. I, it, I didn't go away yeah. from it. Yeah. Work doesn't make it escape or like dreams coming true doesn't make it escape. It's, you know, ironically, I always say with this beauty company, I'm like, you can put on all the makeup in the world. Yeah. But no lipstick is ever going to compare to a smile. And I don't care how much, like, foundation and mascara and layering, like, what will make you look and feel pretty is looking and feeling pretty on the inside. Yeah. Like, it is an internal, some people classify it as a shadow, but it's that that cage that you're stuck in and you have to decorate the cage to be a really pleasing place because it can easily go towards the dark and then you have to bring in the light you have to redecorate you have to restructure you have to become an architect and like fix the cage at different points in your life because that cage can feel like a real cage yeah it can like be. you can't get out of it it's either a prison or a fortress depending yeah. on how you decorate right precisely yeah yes did how was your trip in the end it was fine just status quo I wore great clothes and I was with wonderful, wonderful people. Or people, but I'm such an oversharer, right? So every time someone's like, "How are you?" I'm like, "I'm Not okay. Great. I just lost a baby yeah. four days ago." Yeah, but I'm okay. You know what? I it I I don't really understand people who try to pretend they're perfect or that their lives are in context all the time. I've like I yeah, it's too hard. I've been 
you know, messy. I've been flawed. Um, but I'm a fighter and yet I don't fight with people. So it's been such a relief to not ever try to pretend that I'm, that I have it all together, you know, cause I definitely don't. I get better every year with age, I think, like wiser. It's yeah. supposed to be the process apparently. I think I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot. And I swear to God, my biggest fear would be somebody forcing me to go back in time and behave or act or feel or process things like my younger self. Like it does, things do get calmer. Your perspective does shift. Right. Like it does get better. And you have to just get wrinkly and old to get there. I'm so ready to exit my 20s. I feel so extremely finished with them. Like I, I sort of just want to like pass a go and hit 30. You've done so much too. Like, uh, well, so have you. I think we should talk about you. Well, we should talk about Flower. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm very eager and interested and excited about this brand. When did you launch or are launching? Why are you launching? And how, how does your skin look like that? Oh my God. It well, thank you. It's the Skin Cognito Foundation Stick. I'm oh not really? Kidding. Yes. Oh cool. Anyone can have. It's the magic eraser. It's uh -huh. the my. It's my American Express. I won't leave home without it. <laughs> Because um, I was, I always say like I could forage berries in a bodega and make like lip and cheek pigment. I could burn a wine cork and create coal eyeliner. Where am I going to create foundation? I'm not going to be able to quickly manifest that on the go. So everyone needs a good concealer. Um, but um, no, I we launched five years ago. Um, we always introduce new products every year, mm -hmm. um, out with the old and with the new innovations. And so every year we try to sort of cause some noise and, and draw some focus to the things that we've been working on for the last year. And it's really fun because it kind of feels like a rebirth every year. You're like, you have new, you know, yeah. little things that you're proud of. And uh, so I love talking about it. So what are you celebrating this year? What birth? Um, in the makeup? Mm -hmm. um, palettes. We have a lot of really fun palettes that I'm proud of. What does one do with a palette? I'm I'm very bad with makeup. Well, I feel like I hopefully am good with makeup because I love it so much and I make it and I live in it. Um, and it's a romantic thing to have daughters definitely and like um, think about what's empowering and positive for women. So I have a question. Is the what's the price point like on this? It's fairly reasonable. What are we, twelve? Contouring is twelve ninety eight, and the, the eyeshadow is fourteen ninety eight. So that's really important. The prices are so are level. yeah. So the prices are pretty fair. They're yeah. justified. They're entry level. Yeah. Was that a conscious decision that you made also? Because it's so easy for celebrities to go the super expensive route. Yeah. I like when I was doing CoverGirl. I was co-creative director um, with PNG. So I ran all the campaigns with them. I feel like you've had 15 lives. And I feel kind of like I have too, as, as an exhaustion, excitement way, um, in a baggage kind of way, but like positive bags, um, not the extra five Thanksgiving pounds. Um, These bags are Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was working with CoverGirl, I really appreciated the fact that it was I love that it was inclusive. To me, I, like Never Been Kissed or 
flower beauty. I want to make it an all ages party and everyone's invited. I want to make it an all economics party and everyone's invited. You don't have to be a certain age or have a certain income or it's like everyone is welcomed. Mm -hmm. I feel like my whole life's purpose is to ingratiate people. I have no alienating bones in my body. Is that one of the jackets from the trip? It, well, this jacket actually belongs to me. It was a gift, a thank you gift for a, a, a job I did for them. Damn. Yeah. I was still pregnant at the time, and I was like, if this is a girl, I gotta, or if these are twin girls, I gotta do another job so that I have one for the other girl. I know. My... Isn't that like an aggressive thing to think at nine weeks pregnant? Um, no, I actually, I made me think inside my children's grandparents are there involved with the House of Chanel because um, my daughter's grandfather, Ari Kobelman, was the president for 25 years. Oh, that's so fun. So Grammy Coco has like closets full of, of stuff. Chanel. And I always say like, Grammy, will you please leave some stuff to the girls? Like, you know, I'm sure one day. But I always tell them both that they have to live forever, that they're never allowed to depart this planet. So I'm just like, just gift them. So I think about that all the time. I tell my parents they're not allowed to go, and my mom's response is always, if I don't go in your life, it means that nature did not take its course and yeah. that you went first. And yeah. I'm like, that's morbid, Mom. She's you, right, though. I know, but that parents refugee don't mentality. Parents don't want to see their kids go. It's just You too don't want to see your parents go. No. I know. It's a cycle of life. It's so hard. We're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it also kind of refreshing? Imagine if life was forever. Imagine if you were immortal. Do you think you would have... Do you think you would have become the star of Fifty First Dates, Drew Barrymore? By the way, it's such a happy movie, right? <laughs> it is. Do you know that the movie originally was a drama that took place in Seattle? Really? Mm -hmm. And we changed it to, to a, a comedy, comedy in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Was Adam Sandler going to be in it in the Seattle version? Well, it's funny. My partner, Nancy Javonin in Flower Films, found the script, and she wanted to produce it, actually, with another actress. I was, at the time, doing something, and... We did a table read of it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the most wonderful film because it really is about, like, how do you how do you make someone fall in love with you every day? Yeah. Like, that was the essence of the story. Um, and the script got taken away from us. Like, somebody scooped it, and for years it was with other people, and we just tracked it like bloodhounds. And then, funny enough, one day I got a call saying... The script just moved again, and it went to Happy Madison, which is Adam Sandler's yeah. company. And so I sat down at my Olivetti typewriter and cried my eyes out and wrote him this letter. And I was like, this is for sure the next movie we have to make. I know it. This is the one. And we were, funny enough, both on the Sony lot at the time. I was making Charlie's Angels, and that's where his office is. And it was like the longest five hours of my life. Like, I had the letter taken, hand-delivered to his office and was sitting there, like, drumming my fingers for hours going, where is he? What's his response? I know he's here. What's going on? And he came walking over to the trailers, and he was like, Barrymore. And I was like, what do you think? And he was like, well, he's like, it's a drama. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, we want to make it a comedy. And I was like, okay, but you can't lose the romance. Like, this is what girls love. And he's like, yeah, but we're boys and we know what's funny. And I was like, yeah, but we're girls and we know what's, like, important and uh, meaningful to women. And he was like, well, then maybe you just need to produce it with us. And I was like, well, I really want to do this with you. And he's like, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, no, that's what I'm saying. 
and I leapt into his arms and before you knew it. And then we started going to the writing room. Running amok. And when Adam, it was Adam's idea to film it in Hawaii, I swear to God, we all threw such a party because we were like, we're going to go, yeah, love Seattle, but Hawaii Hawaii is better. Yeah. Hawaii is perfection. I think this is a perfect segue to to come back to the palettes, right? Well, if you want a nice Hawaiian glow and you want to look like you just came back from Hawaii, and what's nice about these is they have a lot of mica, that crushed pearl look, but it doesn't look like you have a bunch of teenage glitter on your face. Not that that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I used to actually buy glitter in atomizer sprayers so that I could just literally oh the 90s yeah good like time go to like you know novelty like like Ricky's and like I remember like Party City had great ones and I, I to me it was a, a it was a form of makeup I would literally atomize glitter all over myself oh my God. and I thought it looked so good I just had a flashback to never being kissed which is another seminal movie of my life Ugh. I'm I usually not Grossi. starstruck, but this keeps this just keeps happening today. I am Josie Grossi. Oh my god! <laughs> that you was such Josie an important Grossi. movie. That was such an important movie. I feel so passionate about that movie because it's just a metaphor. It, you're, it just you are always you are empowering women every step of the way. You really are. Thank you. Well, I love empathy and I love kindness and goodness and. When shit goes down in your life, it's supposed to make you more nurturing and caring and, and compassionate and compassionate and like thinner skin so that you actually feel more, not that you're weaker. Yeah. And so that movie to me is just like the essence of what growing up feels like. It always feels it's it's raw. It's, it's like so you're coming raw. out of a womb. Like yeah. A very, very tight entry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. I don't miss high school at all. I, that's another reason why, again, I would not want to get in the DeLorean time machine and go back to at any other point in my life. You know, Chandra Rhimes wrote that book, The Year of Yes. Uh-huh. This is going to be The Year of No. I'm okay. Writing, I'm writing a company book to hers. The Year of No. <laughs> I think that no is as powerful an answer as yes. Sometimes more powerful. I'm a big yes Our person. Our deputy editor needs to read that book. Well, I need to write it. And then I will give her the galley. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Because she needs it. I just called my book editor, actually, Simon, the other day. Um, and I said, I think I'm ready to write another book. <laughs> it won't be. It won't. That would upset Chandra Rhimes, probably, to just say the year of no. I've got to come up with a different title. I actually have a title, but I won't say it. Okay. And a concept and a whole book. But you know what? I saw a picture of myself walking around in 1980s. You will appreciate this <laughs> mm-hmm. on a fashion level. Like, I'm literally on the Sunset Strip, like, outside the rainbow in, like, the Hesher, like, mega melting pot. Uh, And I'm wearing a fanny pack that says fuck all over it. And I swear to God, now as a mother, I was like, "Mm mm-mm, that's not classy. That's not okay. Oh, so many things change, Mm -hmm. huh? Yes. It's hilarious, like, how chast and pillars of appropriateness you become. The first time you try to stop your daughter from wearing something, she's going to pull that up. Getty Images is never going to let you live down the decisions you've say, made. I haven't, uh, no, it's not. No, my that's the thing. I'm, I'm imperfect, and my life has been full of flaws, but I have fought my way out of them. So I... But also, what's wrong? Life is supposed to be full of flaws. I don't think it's supposed to be perfect. No, I mean, not I don't think. Who it's has, not who has to a perfect, perfect ride without ever fucking up? I would love to meet that person. Actually, I don't. 
want to meet that person. They must no, be utterly no boring. No, there's no such thing. Do you ever get fans or fan notes from, from women or girls who love the company and the brand? And do those warm your heart? They warm my heart so much. It just made me think of this woman I ran into in, God, where was it? Um, I think it was like Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, and she passed by and she goes, oh my God. <gasps> I, she goes, that's crazy. She's like, and she started to walk away and she turned around. She goes like, no, she goes, I just, I'm really happy about your foundation. And it's just, oh. it's like really been effective for my life. So thanks. And then like, just kept like power walking on. And like that one moment, like that's beautiful. so much to me. Yeah. And do you love when people recognize you for the product as opposed to your work as an actress? Absolutely. Cause it's such a big part of my life now, but like I write, I do beauty, I make wine. I act occasionally Wait, what now. do you mean you make wine? I make wine. You have your own wine brand? I have my own wine What's label. What's it called? Barrymore. <laughs> what kind of wine is it? Um, Rosé and Pinot Grigio. Cool. My favorite. I love light wines. Me too. Easy drinking. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to lack complexity. Easy drinking. And easy drinking. I'm good for like a bottle a night maybe. And low sugar because oh. that's what leads to hangovers. The alcohol okay. volume can be a 13.5. Yeah, it's the sugar. It's the sugar. And there's a lot of sugar in white wine and um, rosé. Our, ours, I have to say, is, is a little cleaner, which I very much appreciate as a woman who doesn't want to wake up feeling... Puffy. You know. How do you... How, why does your face look like this? How do you make it look like this? I don't know. Especially if you drink. Do you drink a lot? I don't drink a lot, but I, I like wine. Yeah, me too. Um, Wait, what's not a lot? Because the doctor asks if I, if I drink a lot, and I'm like, you know, I'm a social drinker. I'm good for like two or three or four glasses of wine a night. And she's <laughs> like, that's not social drinking. That is not social drinking at all. I don't know, like some days nothing, and then some days like a glass of wine at home by myself, and then sometimes like out at dinner, so. So just like one? No. Okay. No. Like one and a half? Yeah. Okay. Two. Two. One to two. Yeah. By the way, that's what you should just put on a doctor's form. One to two a day. I'm so honest on those forms. I guess you probably should be. I Yeah, I think you have to be. Yeah. I'm super neurotic. I go to my skin doctor four times a year, and he's like, you have to stop coming here. Itchy moles are not cancer. I, I, I got a bite in um, Mexico, and I, I thought I was, I ran into my dermatologist, like, flipped out, and he was like, it's just a bug bite. But it looks like weird. Yeah. And I got real nervous. Where? So what's your favorite product? Like if I did not own anything from this line and I was about to buy my first product, what would you recommend for me? Well, I would have to ask like, what is one thing you'll wear? Like it, do you ever wear lipstick or do you ever wear like concealer or are you like I throw on mascara? Like what, who are you? I like nude lipsticks. Okay. I feel like red lipstick kind of ages me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, concealer because I have really big bags under my eyes. Okay. You need the skin cognate. Oh, you might need the Hollywood secret kit. I'll take it. I created um, a white uh, light reflecting pigment that you put under your concealer. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I never knew this trick about concealer, but that's that you have to put it here where the droop occurs as opposed to like on the actual bag. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I just put it everywhere. Yeah, me too. Including above my eye. By the way, a nice clean eyelid really does I, yeah. make you look more refined. It really does, especially when you have big eyebrows. Okay, then I would say, do you like um, a thin, glossy, like, lip butter, or do you like something with more pigment and payoff? 
you I, like matte? Do you like glossy? I prefer matte. Okay. Mm-hmm. Creamy matte or like dry matte? I think creamy matte because dry matte bothers my lips. I'm, it gets I'm too, too dry. For dry. What's on your lips right now? It's beautiful. This is actually what I was going to suggest to you. It's called um, Color Proof. Here it comes. Oh, By I the like way, the packaging so much. I'm not kidding. It's been on for 12 hours. So like, I'm not exactly sure what state it's in. And the pigment's really rich. I like how this comes. Sticks are annoying. That you know what I mean? so good. I like this a lot. Okay, good. I'm so happy. And then I would get you the Hollywood Secret Kit and a Skin Cognito stick. Are there any things that you just downright will not eat? Goat's like, cheese and um, lamb and uh, truffles, but that's just because I hate it. It's not an ethical thing, so to speak. Right. Like, it tastes like feet. Lamb tastes like animal meat. I, I, I don't get it. I've never been able to get it. We call it Aesop meat in my house because, you know, Aesop. Aesop's fables? Like... Well, well, no, okay, so they're... Aesop makeup? Well, no, well, so he he's a biblical figure and he right. was a hunter. Okay. So we call it Aesop meat at home because it like it tastes like meat. It's like yeah. you, you almost it's feel gamey. like the animal is still alive. Yeah. It's so gross. It's, it's so gross. I was raised vegetarian and then was a vegetarian until I was 26. So I still eat very vegetarian. Yeah. But, you know, a good meatball or a good steak or a nice piece of fish every once Feels in a good. while. Yeah, I'm super down with that. Why did you stop being vegetarian? Because I was saying no and I wanted to say yes. In fact, that year, I'm not kidding, that year of my life, I was like, everything I say no to, I'm gonna say yes to this year and everything I say yes to, I'm going to say no to and I'm gonna completely change my decision-making process. And what, what resulted in it? Well, I found my house that I've had for almost 20 years that I love more than, I just love it so much. It's like my heart in yeah. the building. I started eating meat. I definitely wasn't falling in love with um, some, like, not... Shitty people? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, actually that's made good some for good dating. changes for me. That's great for dating. Yeah. Well, now I'm, that I'm, like, an old hen, and although... You keep saying that. My life hasn't worked out, like, a, you know, in a certain way, so to speak, on the outside looking in... I have gained the most incredible wisdom about relationships, all because I spend time and my best friends are like these extraordinary women who are just so smart that I've just seeped in their knowledge and now I'm on the mountain going, no, your and problem is you. You're in your own way. I'm and sorry. you have two daughters to pass it on to. And I'm so excited because although I am a divorcee um, and probably don't look on paper like, you know, I would know how to run a healthy relationship that's completely contrary to actually what lives inside of me. I now fully understand how to function or facilitate like a glorious relationship and what is acceptable and what is not and what is behavior and what's your behavior and what are reactions and yeah. you know how to conduct oneself or what expectations are or get rid of expectations. I feel like I know so much. I would love to do like a love line show. You should. By the way, with my partner, Nan, who is the one who I basically learned everything from, and she is the smartest woman I've ever known. She's the love of my life in a platonic friendship way. Don't you feel like in order to be able to arrive at these destinations, you have to learn self-compassion? 
and kindness with oneself. I think in the words of Tom Robbins, you have to go through the excruciating Godfire and come out singed and burnt and rebirth. I think you don't learn anything without really tough lessons. What kind of conversation are you having with your daughters about beauty and their perceptions of themselves? Well, I mean, you know, at this point, they just want to play with the makeup. Yeah, I guess you they know? are four and two and a half. That's all they care. <laughs> like, that's, but Olive's deep. My, my older daughter's very deep. She really gets it. Um, and um, Frankie's just a very light soul. Like, they're very yin-yang to each other, which is incredible to watch. Um, but I am going to focus on the same things that I told myself growing up, you know, that like what you are given is such a blessing and to not be concerned with the exterior shell, like focus on expression and style or work on the person within. Yeah. I've, and I've had plenty of long periods of my life where I've struggled with aspects of my body who doesn't like who mm -hmm. is like I love what I got it's consistently great. right I, first of all I'd be like you're a bragging asshole and I don't like you um and also that's just again not real like people struggle as they find their way to inner peace but I've I have not had the pitfalls especially growing up in an industry it's like people journalists will ask me that question like how do you not fall for the pitfalls of Hollywood? I'm like, because they just seem like such bullshit and yeah. it's so not real and who cares? And I'm so much more interested in other stuff. So I have a little tire around my waist. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't want to be like thin and miserable. I, I had this I can't whole do it. thing this summer where I was sitting on a park bench in Southampton with my husband and I was looking, I was wearing a two piece, like a crop top and a matching mini skirt. And I was looking down at my stomach and my husband's like, oh God, what now? Like what nasty thing are you saying to my wife? Right now, oh, you I know? love your husband. And I looked up at him and I was like, nothing actually. I'm looking at this tiny little roll on my stomach and I know it's small, I know I'm a, a small person and I'm thinking, why would I ever want to get rid of all of the experience that this represents? This is a physical manifestation of memories I'm making, the bottle of wine I drank with my parents last night, this delicious ice cream that we're sharing together right now. Such important stuff. Yeah. I'm so with you. I, I will always be showing my daughters that they need to live and they cannot like put life on reserve to look a certain way. It comes no. and goes so quickly. They have to. And it's so meaningless once you achieve it too. I, I've never been bikini ready. I am um, a one piece at best. Again, I prefer to swim in like an old swimming costume. Or a skirt, incidentally. Um, or a skirt <laughs> or like shorts and a t-shirt. So when I go on a beach vacation, I'm like, oh fuck, here I go, I'm gonna grab the goddamn. And I pull out like these tie-dye shorts and like a little Judas Priest t-shirt. I'm like, this is acceptable. This works. It's my style. We should go away together. I would all let's go to Tulum. I would love that. And work out and have a margarita. Well, thank you so much. Drew Barrymore, everyone's mom. By the way, thank you. I, I am I am a mom now and I, I I and I can't wait for you to get there. Thanks.